And the part that I forgot about is that five years of time has to be dedicated to improving yourself. And that's where I made a horrible investment decision by just believing that being there and just being present in the physical was enough to help me with my growth and to achieve my goals, both professionally as long with personally. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risks. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. And I bet you're exposed to investment risk right now. To reduce it, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and download the risk reduction checklist I've made specifically for you, my podcast listeners, based on the lessons I've learned from all of my guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Lorenzo Flores. Lorenzo, are you ready to rock? I am ready to rock. Yes, I am excited to learn more about you, and particularly in the area of leadership. So let me introduce you to the audience. Lorenzo Flores, a 20-year veteran in retail leadership, has rejuvenated, inspired, and rebuilt over a dozen teams throughout his career. With a passion for music, mixed martial arts, and podcasting, check out his Life of Lozo and Hacking Your Leadership. He understands the importance of connecting personal vision to the workplace. Lorenzo's insights, experiences, and philosophies on leadership excellence are the fuel to ignite every leader's optimum performance it's 5, 16 in the morning here, and I'm already pumped up. Lorenzo, take a minute and fill any further tidbits about your life. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for being here on the show today and letting me uh, share some of my story. I think that you know, in life, risk management is a big, big deal. And the amount of investing that we do, whether it's within ourselves, financially, in our own careers, in our own development is so important to talk about. You know, I'm a firm believer in our testimony is what helps others to exponentially grow and challenge themselves. So I'm really excited to kind of tell some stories here and, and provide, you know, my example and the times in my life where I had my worst investments and hopefully others can learn from that and move themselves forward. Sure, they will be able to learn from it. I'm looking forward to learning from it. In fact, that's the best part of this podcast. Well, the second best. The best part is that I get to meet people like you and we get to spend time together. And the second best part actually is that the listeners out there can listen in and get to know both of us, which is really the magic of podcasting. But really, I'm excited to get into your story. So now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be. Usually they think it's going to be their best. Tell us a bit about the circumstance leading up to it and then tell us your story. Absolutely. So my worst investment ever was the amount of time that I wasted in complacency for about six years as an assistant manager in my career. And, you know, we talk a lot about leadership around things like self-awareness and self-development and owning your own development and being the leader that you want to follow and that you want people to, you know, to, to really look towards for inspiration and motivation. The funny thing is, and in my life, is that you tend to get comfortable from time to time and you, you tend to early in your career believe that a title or a job is either the end destination or a place to kind of plateau and to settle. And that's exactly what happened to me in my life is that 
I was very, you know, excited about and driven to achieve the role of being called a manager. And by the time that I got that title, after many years of of learning how to, to influence people, to be a, a great individual contributor, to, to show up, you know, my own self to exceed expectations, I was now gifted with the responsibility of becoming a manager. And when I got that time, I thought I had made it. I thought that all of my opinions were right. I thought I had all the skills and confidence that it was necessary to lead people. And I just sat back and I relaxed and I allowed the everyday elements of a job to take over my life and to stop me from actually going out and challenging myself and growing myself and developing myself. And I just thought that I would develop through osmosis. If I just showed up every single day and I put the time in the clock and I did what I was told that over time, I would be better. You know, I, I prescribed very early in my career to the idea of the 10,000 hours and in a full-time job at 40 hours a week, that's five years. And I thought, well, after about five years, I should be the master of my domain. I should be the best possible assistant manager you can find. And the part that I forgot about is that five years of time has to be dedicated to improving yourself. And that's where I made a horrible investment decision by just believing that being there and just being present in the physical was enough to help me with my growth and to achieve my goals both professionally as long with personally. And that's really what I ended up losing was not just the time of my potential you know, career growth and development, but also the complacency that comes out of relationships and the complacency that comes out of just being there and, and not you know, having financial goals and not making better decisions financially and just deciding to live day by day, week by week, just assuming that this is life now. And so for me, that six years was definitely my worst investment. And I learned a lot from it that I was able to take as I kind of moved on in my life and due to certain changes and circumstances, it made me challenge how I thought about that time. Well, before we get into what you learned about it, which I'm excited to, to get, and I'm already taking notes here because there's a lot of things ticking off in my head. I want to, you know, it's easy now to go back, look back in time and see that. But I just curious, like, was there a moment in time where after it happened, you thought, shit. I just lost that, you know, like that moment when you realized, like, yep. I just lost, you know, it could have been, you know, it could have been that last day on the job. It could have been that day that a new guy comes in and all of a sudden he's much better than you. And you think, well, what, what, what was that moment in time for you? The moment in time for me was I met an employee after moving across the company and this was his, I would say, third career. He had, he had easily retired many years earlier, and he wanted a part-time retail job just for something to do, and he was very driven. And my first day as the leader in that building, he pulled me aside, and he said, hey, young man, I'm excited to see you here. I like the energy that you got, but if you really want to know what's going on here, and if you'd like to learn something about this store and the culture and the environment, let me know if you've got some time. And I said, sure, that sounds great. And we sat down and what I learned about him was that he had started some of the first ever franchises in the fast food business in Florida. He had had more success in his career in leadership from that and from the military before that than I probably will ever have in my entire life. And he said to me, he goes, so, you know, what have you been learning over the last six years? And I said, well, I've been learning to get better at my job. And he goes, so you've just been doing the same thing over and over again and believing that you're getting better at your job? And I said, I guess. And he goes, what books have you been reading? And what have you been you know, doing with your time to make yourself better to grow in that space? And I said, 
I can't tell you the last time that I actually read a book. I think it might've been in college. And he said, okay. And then he said, and when you look back from five years ago and to the leader that you are today, what has changed in that time? And how have you elevated yourself in your leadership? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, at this point, you have called me out on everything. And clearly I have wasted the last six years. <laughs> now I may have changed the title, but he was so absolutely correct in calling me out for that. And it taught me a lot of lessons and we had a lot of conversations, but that was the moment for me when I realized I had not been doing the right work or the real work to make myself better. Well, you know, that, that part of the story is really the golden part because the reality is, is that if you weren't open to listening to him, we wouldn't be here, you know, and that I want to challenge the listeners out there. You know, there are these people that come along in our lives they just appear in front of us. You don't know when, you don't know why, you don't know how. But sometimes there are people that just appear in front of us, asking us questions, telling us things that really, really can change the direction of our lives. And, you know, hats off to you for listening and, and being open to that, because I know a lot of people would see that guy as a threat or a challenge or something like that. So I really appreciate that. So let's get into it. What lessons did you learn from this experience? Absolutely. Well, I, I learned that, you know, to be a great leader, you have to be your own first follower. And it's something that I talk a lot about now. You have to look in the mirror and you have to say to yourself, am I living the life in all aspects, professionally and personally, of somebody that, that I would be inspired to follow, that I would look in the mirror and be proud of the work that's going on, that I could look there and say, are you challenging yourself every single day? You know, within a, when you're a leader of people and my definition of leadership is that, you know, you are personally accountable for the development of others, right? And that means yourself too. What are you doing to personally make yourself accountable to your own development? What are the things that you're looking at? How are you challenging yourself? Are you surrounding yourself with other people in this space, whether it's different industries or not, that have also had just as much success, if not more success than you have? And are you engaging them in conversation to ask them how they've been successful? Podcasts like this, you know, are you engaging with people that can maybe help teach you a lesson and or make you think about the work or yourself in a very different way? And so that was probably one of the biggest lessons that I got out of that time was I really wasn't focused on being the best leader for myself. I thought that showing up for people, listening to them, providing them with context or training was the right thing to do. And what I realized was that is a big part of leadership. But if I'm not following my own code of leadership, then I'm actually not helping my people to get better over time. Mm. So be the leader you want to follow. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. You know, and one of the things that's kind of interesting is that I mean, I'm a, I'm a big reader and somehow I got hooked on reading and then I wanted to be number one. I had a spirit, like I really wanted to win a competitive spirit. And I, the only place I could find the guidance, particularly let's say back in, you know, when I started my career in the early nineties, let's say, it just wasn't the internet. You couldn't just go and say, well, I'm going to watch 15 YouTube videos of this amazing guy. And he's giving away free content. You know, it really came through books. Or, you know, you happen to come upon a person that was really good, you know. So I dove into books and then I learned that, you know, the more books you read, I mean, you can just, and then I take notes and I, you know, do a lot of work on my books. And I use different sites like Get Abstract and Blinkist as tools to help me then either find new books or go back to the books that I know. So if you look behind me, I have five, 500 books in the library right now, but, you know, I probably had 5,000 that have gone through my brain. And I just think that, you know, it's so easy 
to build a competitive advantage in this world. And you know why it's also easy is because it's an age of distraction. It's hard for people to finish books these days. It's hard for me to put down the YouTube, to put down Netflix and sit there and focus in. And so, you know, I really want to challenge the listeners out there. How are you improving yourself? And for me, books is a main thing. Now, the other thing is this, um, you know, you talked about clocking the hours. You were just, you were just ticking away time and time is not, it's not enough. Time will keep you steady. Basically, they'll keep, keep you steady income. And as you get older, like in my mom's age, if you don't fight against time, you're sliding back. If you're young and you just follow time, you're kind of maintaining your position. But the final thing that I thought about a lot when you were talking is like, why did we do that? You know, why do we have times in our life where we're complacent or why do we have times that we're not reaching higher? And I'm a pretty ambitious guy. But some of my closest friends gave me a picture of Muhammad Ali standing above Sonny Liston. And that fight happened, of course, in Florida, I believe. And what I, that fight when Muhammad Ali knocked out Sonny Liston and became the youngest heavyweight champion of the world, you know, one of the things later he was asked is, you know, he says, my one, here's a quote from Muhammad Ali I was looking for when you were talking. My only fault is that I don't realize how great I am. And that, you know, I've got that on my wall and they put, they put my white face on the top of Muhammad Ali's body on this painting. It's hilarious. So, but it, so there I am standing over Sonny Liston and I got that quote and I'm like, geez, what are they telling me? You know, like, what are they telling me? They're telling me go further, strive harder, higher, go for more. So that's kind of the inspiration I want to take from this too, for all the listeners out there. It's not about the time. It's about the work that you put in to get, you know, where you want to go and you can get there. So that's my kind of inspiration I take. Is there anything else you'd add? Yeah, I I think sometimes when you look at time, you know, as kind of a graph, we tend to consider, we tend to confuse milestones with destinations. And that's kind of how I explain it to leaders. And, Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best things that I've read recently and the concept that I really love is The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. And just the idea, and I've kind of applied this to leadership of like, the next title isn't the destination. The next job isn't the end game, right? The, the, the infinite game is that you are bettering yourself every single day as a leader of people and you're, you're learning and you're growing and you're challenging to be the best leader possible over time, regardless of your title or regardless of your responsibility. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of times at that age, when you think you've got it figured out and you think you've got that title now, you've got that pay and that compensation, and you've always dreamed to have that job, you define it as a destination. And how long you stand in that destination is, I think, really impactful and how much time you are wasting. Instead of celebrating the milestone, enjoy that job, enjoy that responsibility, enjoy that title, but also understand that progression and movement is what we are looking to do here. It's like, and I tell people, I said, so if I make you a manager, Manager tomorrow, are you now the best leader possible for your people forever? 
And they say, well, well, no, that's exactly. So it has no, it doesn't matter when you eventually get that title. That's just another title. It's, it's another step. Of course, compensation matters. Of course, you have personal goals and things that you want to achieve. But at the end of the day, it is simply a milestone. Take a picture, get a selfie, check out the biomarker, write a note, but keep it moving because that's what real leadership is about is you want that leadership legacy to continue no matter what you do in life, whether or not you hold a role in leadership job or you retire and now you are leading people within your family or your children or your grandchildren, whatever that might look like for you, leadership is ongoing and it's forever. And so that's that's kind of what I would love for, for people to really take from that is enjoy the moment, but do not get stuck at the destination. And since you brought up Simon Sinek, my question to you is, what changed with your why? You know, when you did the six years of time, you were doing time, and then you switched and started looking at it very differently. What changed in, in the why in your life? Or what was the why a significant factor in this case? It was because I had misdefined what my why was. My why was always to help people get better. What I didn't realize was that I am also people. <laughs> and that was what changed for me was very quickly. I was like, I am them. I am they. Like, I, I also need to get better. And I always thought that that was what, you know, when I said that, help people get better. I always thought that was outside of myself. That's interesting. It reminds me of one of my guests, Bushy Martin, coming from Australia. I joked that, you know, take the Bushy Martin challenge. And the challenge that I learned from him was the idea of, you know, and think, think about it yourself, Lorenzo, and for the audience out there, think about, think about that person that you love the most in your life. Okay. Get them in your mind. Think about the love that you feel for them, the love that you share with them, the way that you would protect them or help them if they were in trouble. Think of all of that. And what I learned from Bushy Martin was now love yourself just a little bit more than that. Mm. <laughs> and that really, you know, made me think, and you're making me think right now. And so I really appreciate that. So tell me, based on what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn throughout your life, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? I'm, I'm thinking of some people that are stuck doing time. Yep. I would invest in yourself. That's what I would tell you to do is look every day to understand how much time are you investing in your own development? Find the time. I can tell you right now, to your point earlier, I read some books, but I listen to a lot of books you know? and I'm a podcaster and I'm an audio guy. And so when I am walking my dogs in the morning, I have an AirPod in my ear and I'm listening to an audio book or a podcast or a YouTube video or anything that I can do to consume content. When I'm on the elliptical at the gym, I'm listening for things. Yes, you could do mindless stuff like watch Netflix and other types of things. So there is time in the day, but you need to invest in yourself and you need to hold yourself accountable to really understand what it is that you are investing and how much time you're putting forward. And I guarantee you, if you do that, you will be better because of it. And you will learn to love yourself a little bit more, respect yourself a lot more. And anybody that's in your area of influence will greatly appreciate you being the best version of yourself to inspire them to be the best version of themselves. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think the, the message is to everybody listening that, you know, whatever medium you use, whether that's sitting down and reading a book, whether that's listening to an audio book, whether that's a podcast, pick what works or that's YouTube for you, but focus in on it and make sure you're gaining from it. 
And, you know, one of the things I say is it's, it's not that easy. It's not that difficult to beat the majority of people. All you have to do is just show up and you can beat 50%. If you consistently show up, you'll beat 50% of the people. Now the question is, how do you beat, you know, another 30% or 40% of the people? You do that by investing in yourself and improving yourself. And then if you really want to get up to the top, then it's about an intense focus on improving yourself. So it all does come down to improving yourself. So I think you've really reinforced that message. Okay, last question. <laughs> What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I was just having these conversations with some leaders today about this. For me, honestly, it's to expand our podcast listening network and people that are out there, because I think what we have learned in all of this dialogue is that the more that we've had a chance to talk about leadership and podcasting in places like Clubhouse and YouTube, the more leaders like yourself that I'm coming across where this the information needs to be out there. Like to your point, like, Find your platform that works for you. But if we can help in any way to vet the information and the content to really help direct people to the right content, because there's a lot of not right content out there. Mm. And trust me, I get stuck at it sometimes myself because yep. it's enjoyable and it's, it is worthless, but it's a good time, right? But that for me is, is I really want to expand our audience over the next year simply for the selfish reason of finding more thought leaders that are out there to help the people that need the help in time. And that's really why we started the podcast, you know, from day one was like, let's just tell our stories, tell what we've been through, admit our mistakes so that we might inspire the future leaders to want to, to learn from us and to, to challenge themselves to be better every day. Well, why don't you tell the fellow risk takers in my community why, where, how they can find you and listen to you, and then maybe we can help you grow that audience. Absolutely. I, I would love that. Yes. So hackingyourleadership.com or Hacking Your Leadership podcast on all podcast platforms. If you are on Clubhouse, we also do a Sunday night show at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse. And we welcome all people to come talk about leadership topics and have great dialogue. And yeah, you can find us in any of those spaces. We would love for you to check us out, give us a listen, give us some feedback, help us to get better. Fantastic. And I'll put all that in the show notes so that I think if we can get a clubhouse link, do such a thing? Uh, there, there is such a thing. It, it is okay. still currently in beta, so you need an invite yep. to get into but if clubhouse. Somebody, but if somebody is absolutely. already in clubhouse, if uh, I can get a link from you, I'll put it in the show notes. And then you got it. <laughs> and then and that, that'll, that'll be my first clubhouse link in my show. Awesome. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you heard it from the man, Lorenzo, there that. Go and listen. I mean, it's so much. There's so much out there that we can learn. So listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. <laughs> my number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, to reduce risk in your life. So go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and download the risk reduction checklist and see how you measure up. As we conclude, Lorenzo, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf, of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Thank you so much. Believe in yourself. The simple fact that you are listening to this show tells me that you are interested in better yourself. So continue that work. Boom. That's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.